Clinton Jaws, guys. There's a website out there called ClintonJaws.com. You should go to it. There's going to be some stuff coming out, some new stuff for uh, Christmas presents. There's also another uh, site out there. It's called TheGoldenBadge.com, I think. TheGoldenBadge.com. If you're an auxiliary, if you're a retired police officer with the RCMP, you're current cop with the RCMP, you could pick up one of these suckers. Put it back in your empty wallet. Because there's a big hole in there. When you retire, you got to give it up. And they, they put it in this stupid piece of plastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's going to be a full show. Full show. I got some things I want to talk about. And I know, I know you hate this part when I go testing, testing, testing. But I have to do it. I, I mean, five people just clicked off my video. Don't click off. You're going to want to hear these things. Okay. I wake up this morning. We're going to start it this way. I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to share something with you. And I might share a couple clips of me. I don't know. I don't know if I am, but I might. I wake up this morning. I open up the computer and I got, a, I got this message here from uh, Shadow. Shadow messaged me. And he says, I swear you would kill it on stand-up. You should give it a try. And thank you for your comment. I don't always read them because sometimes they're really mean. And let's just check you. Let's check you out for a second, okay? You go to his. He's got a channel, guys. He just it looks like he just started. Subscribe to his channel. I think it's called Shadow. Looks like he's got a podcast. Shadow. I just gave you three subscribers. <laughs> but yeah, check him out. Here's the thing. I'm going to try to relax. I tried stand-up. And it was horrific. <clears throat> I peed myself. I peed my pants. It was uh, the worst experience of my entire life by far. You know, you think, you know, I thought, hey, I made somebody laugh before. I could get up on stage and do this stuff. No, no. It takes like 10 years to be funny, to do that thing. Like, I, I, think, they, I think they say it, take, it takes like 10,000 hours to be funny. And I'll tell you the story. And I literally did pee my pants. I'm in Vancouver. This is years ago. I'm in Vancouver. And I join this open mic. I sign up for this open mic. And I bring my girlfriend. Guys, don't do that. That's disgusting. That's gross. You do not want... Your girlfriend or your wife to see you like that, to see you perform something you've never done, stand up, okay? You do it alone, you go alone. If you're going to do an open mic one, you don't invite mom and dad <laughs> and your sister and your brother. You just, you don't do that. But there she is, she's sitting in the audience. So we're sitting there, we're in the audience, okay? I'm not even with the comedians. We're like in the audience. And who's the audience? It was a book reading club. I swear to God, it was a book reading club. One guy, the rest are women, and hey, hey, single men out there. I mean, that's gotta be the most intelligent thing you could possibly do as a guy. You join a book reading club. That's what you do. You're gonna be the only guy. Brilliant, genius. And I'm sitting there. I already talked to the comedian. I said, yeah, it's my first time. I wanna get up. And I videotaped it. He goes, okay, yeah, okay, perfect. And I'm so nervous. Because 
because I can't fail at this. It has something to do with being a cop. We weren't, I wasn't allowed to fail as a cop. I can't fail at anything. So there's so much pressure. I'm so nervous. I go to the washroom and I got uh, shrinky dink. You know what I mean? It's not even an inch long and I'm trying to pee. And I think I'm finished peeing. And I put it back into uh, my underwear. And I pull up the pants. I start walking out. I'm still peeing a little bit. And I'm, work I'm wearing khakis. Brown khakis. And I sit down beside the girlfriend. I look down. And I got a, a giant wet spot right at my groin. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, look at this. I'm a mess already. So I get back up and I'm like, do they have a hair dryer or some kind of blower in the bathroom? And sure as sh they did. So I took off my pants and I was in there for about four minutes and I just poured a bunch of air over top of my pants. I can't believe I'm telling you this. Maybe some things I shouldn't say. A street cleaner going by our house right now. Anyway, so yeah. I, uh, I, there's a big lineup. There's a big lineup. They're all waiting for me. I got my pants off. I'm just standing there in my ginch. And I go and sit back down. I'm done. And the girlfriend says, oh, no, no. You need to go back in there. I can still see it. I dry the pants. I sit down. And they call my name. They call my name, and he goes, oh, it's first time ever, Clinton Jaws. Okay, so this next guy, I have an announcement, guys. Hey, literary circle, literary circle. Okay, this next guy, it's his first time doing stand-up. Yeah. So you gotta pay attention. It's his first time doing stand-up. Guys, give it up for Clinton Jaws. I get up, and oh my god. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I don't even, I, I, see, I'm making mistakes, I'm making excuses already. Nobody, nobody found me funny, guys. I was not funny. I wasn't funny at all. I'm in front of a book reading club. The book reading club actually said to us, oh, we're going to start our, our, our meeting when you guys are done, the, the comedy. Like, they didn't even know we were going to be there. They were just waiting for us to get off stage. So there I am. And book reading club, right? And I open up with, I don't even know if I should get into this. I'm, reliv I'm reliving it. Anyways, so I get up. I get up. I'll just say it. And I'm like, uh, anybody got AIDS? Anybody got AIDS? Dead silence. Crickets. And then I went, tough crowd. I asked that question in Port Alberni. Everybody put their hands up in the air. Nothing. I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, my heart's starting to, like, I thought they'd laugh at that. And then I'm like, you know what? I think you guys are just being bashful. I'll ask it a different way, less aggressive. Who here has lesions? Nothing. And then I say something like, that's too bad. I find lesions kind of sexy. My ex-girlfriend was covered in them. Then I started getting them but they went away on Sunday. Thank God. Had them for years. Nothing. Stupid. And then I'm like, God, I miss her. 
I, I love the dirty look. You know what I mean? I, I loved how dirty she was. Cutter, covered in tattoos and lesions. Sticky. Rest in peace, Nina. And at that point, I'm like, I want to get out of there. I want to get off the stage. I want to run away. And the girlfriend's just staring at me. I'm like, should I keep on going? And I do. I keep on going. It doesn't get any better. But I'll tell you what I said. You know, they talk about fight or flight. And you have no idea how <laughs> how bad I wanted off the stage. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't leave. They actually had to. They had to interrupt me to tell me that I, I, I've been up there for 10 minutes with no laughs. They had, they had to kick me off the stage. And so I start talking about the woman. And I don't suggest you guys do that. Especially when they're watching you. And it did not go over well. But how did I start this one? Oh, yeah. I married a woman. And right when I said that, some guy went, woo, in the crowd. And I went, fuck off. I didn't say it was a celebration. Nothing. Nothing. I wrote this in my uh, basement. I thought that'd be funny. If I hear somebody go, woo, I was going to tell them to F off. And then I said, as I was saying, we live in the same house. Our, ch our children, they live there too. Let me ask you guys something. Does your spouse give you a minute? Does your woman give you a minute? I'm grateful because my woman, she gives me a minute. Two weeks ago, I'm standing in the kitchen. The woman's sitting on the couch eating some type of berry. And I'm frustrated because I can't find what I'm looking for. So I ask her, woman, do you know where the batteries are? I'll give you a minute. Nothing. Nothing. I keep on going. She knows exactly where the batteries are, but she's going to give me time to keep on looking. I can't just ask where the batteries are. She must watch me perform an exhaustive search for these batteries. And then, maybe only then, I might help you. Naturally, I wait for my minute to expire and I ask her again, where are the batteries? Second drawer, God. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This time that she gives me, it usually works. The other day, she gave me extra time to find the lint brush. Because of that, I found it immediately. She was waving it in my face. I'll give you a minute. Can't find the lint brush. Obviously, I'm using it. Anyways, just grateful she doesn't give me five minutes. And that was my stand-up career right there. Done. Over and done. <laughs> and the, the funny part is she really does say that. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute. Like, why would you, why would you give me a minute? Why, why can't you just tell me where it is? You, can, you, have to, you can't just ask where it is, Clint. You have to look first. I know where it is. But because you asked me, that, that triggered me. That made me angry. Why would the question? She just doesn't even. She just doesn't want somebody asking her a question. The question angers her. 
And it's like that every day. And the, ba the batteries, where they're, the batteries are where they always are, okay? Like she's mad. You know, guys, <laughs> after that moment, I could never get back on the stage. There was, there was only one time that they actually giggled a bit. And it was when I was on stage. Somebody from out, the door's right here, okay? To enter this bar. Somebody from outside opened the door and came in. And I made some kind of comment, and that was the only time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was 96. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Oh, I'm just talking about bestiality. <laughs> 96 council. <laughs> yeah, you can have a seat. That was the only time I got uh, some sort of snicker. Great. Kids just got home. I think that was my story, guys. I know they're going to come down here and interrupt me. There's so many things I'm going to talk about today. Okay, I'll finish it this way. I sit back down at this table. And I'm like, I'm going out of my mind. I'm like, I wrote this stuff in my basement and I was laughing. I thought it was going to be hilarious. But it takes, you know what I realized? I still got 10,000 hours to go to be funny. I'm like, what? I'm sitting, I'm sitting with the crowd. I just want to leave, but I don't want people seeing me walk out. Girlfriend's beside me. What does she do? The moment I sit down, she gets up and goes to the washroom. Now I'm all alone. Next comedian gets up and I'm just like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And I'm like, just leave, dude. So I grab my stuff. I grab my video camera. <laughs> I walk out the door. I don't even wait for her. I go, I sit in the car. She hops in. And to her credit, said, I think you did really good. I'm like, yeah, right. No, you need to get back up on stage. Oh, no, 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 I don't. That's not happening. Oh, God. What I? My sister sexually assaults me with her bunion. The worst form of unwanted touching. Tell me I'm wrong. Nothing. Nothing. Not not even a not even a pity laugh. Okay. Are we gonna take some calls? Are we gonna talk about uh, the crazy world? Do I have to get? Do I have to go upstairs and feed my kids first? Guys, last week Brenda Lucky, RCMP commissioner, she what did she do? She testified at this inquiry. Okay, they're having a. Uh, I don't, which inquiry is this? I can't even keep track of them. Emergency Zach inquiry. You guys got to understand one thing. <laughs> oh my God, man. The commissioner of the RCMP is not Brenda Lucky. It's Pierre, Pierre, Justin Trudeau. That's who the commissioner is. All this lady does is talk on behalf of Trudeau. She says what Trudeau wants her to say, like a little puppet. He hired her for this reason. She's doing a great job in one person's eyes only, and that's him. Our 
RCMP commissioner is Justin Trudeau. I said that, I said that a long time ago, and it is so evident now. But you could you you gotta see, you gotta she doesn't even know what powers of arrest are, guys. I'm just gonna show you a short clip. She testified for nine hours in a mask. She's wearing a mask. Why is she wearing a mask? I'm embarrassed for her. She's not even trying. You're not even trying, Brenda. Why do you have a mask on? Are, are we not over? Why? What's the reason? Are you scared to get sick? Are you scared to get somebody else sick? That's why you wear a mask, right? But it, if you're so scared of those things, why are you sitting right beside this guy that's not wearing a mask? What about social distancing? This is so phony, so fake. She's so close to him, they're probably holding hands. Nine hours she wears a mask. Playing dress up again. Hiding behind her mask. You want to see how phony baloney this is? This is right before she testified. Look at this. She's inside and she's not wearing a mask. Oops. Look at her. Looks like she just boached herself. I got caught without a mask on. Like, Why are you inside a building about to testify without your mask on? And when you're about to testify, you put the mask back on. <sighs> I had to feed my kid. I don't even know where I was, guys. I just, uh, isn't this getting old? She spends her time. She should be a pro testifying. When you, well, guys, when you, when, when you testify, all you got to do is sit there and answer the questions. She's so focused on being tricked or something. She's so worried about being tricked or answering something the wrong way or answering something truthfully. You're going to see you're going to you're going to see somebody that's scared to answer the truth. Somebody that's scared to say the truth. And if I'm going to sit here and watch this again, I need to have a cigar, I think. But this lady that uh this lady does a pretty good. Just listen to what Brenda says here. Why am I calling her Brenda? Honest to God, I am so I am so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for her. Canada is getting so embarrassing. I got so much to talk about, but I, I can't fit it into one day. Like I can't wait to talk about Tim Mills and what his boss said about Tim Mills the other day, the ERT member. And this and I don't even part of me doesn't even want to talk about it because it just makes the RCMP give them it gives everybody more reason to just cancel the RCMP. RCMP, you're not working out. This is the top dog. She's res responsible for all of it. Let's listen to her. You know what, guys? Conspiracy theory? The mask. She has it on for a reason. She has flowing hair today to cover her ears. There's something going on with her ears. Sorry. But this is senseless. This doesn't make sense. That she's wearing a mask. And sitting right beside this guy. And she's got her hair for the first time just flowing all softly in the wind there. Just covering her ears perfectly. I don't know. Call me crazy. I don't know. Something weird going on there, though. You know, during these protests, criminal code offenses were being violated. You'll agree with that? There were some, yes. Some, and... Okay, I'm just going to stop it right there. There are only some. We called the emerge. Trudeau called an emergency. Uh, 
This is an emergency. I gotta, I gotta do the emergency act thingy dingy. Because there, there was some criminal code offenses? Only some? And that was in an emergency? Okay, so if I was to say to you, hypothetically, if there was an enforcement order that's attached, a police officer could arrest somebody for breaching a court order, in this case, an injunction. I'm not sure. I, I'm really, I'm not a lawyer. I, I, what? I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. So you don't know whether a police officer is allowed to, under Section 127, to arrest someone if they're violating a court order? No, you weren't asking that. You were asking the RCMP in yes, Ottawa. And it's not our jurisdiction, so I would have to refer to my legal people to ask that question. And we do that all the time when it comes to enforcement. Okay, so if it fell within the ambit of Section 127, which speaks to breaching a court order, an RCMP officer could arrest a person for that, right? But I'm not sure how the injunction was obtained if it if it falls under the criminal code and if it's it's an actual court order. Guys, she is the biggest police officer in Canada, okay? And she doesn't even know she's this this girl is asking a question about the criminal code. That's our Bible. The criminal code is our Bible. She of all people should know the answer. But what does she say? You're gonna have to ask a lawyer? That's pretty stupid. You're the cop. She's asking what you can arrest for. We can arrest for anything. But no. Of course you're going to come to a police officer with a question like that. Why would you go to a lawyer? You go to a, a police officer. But you were referring to the injunction, and I don't know if an injunction falls under the disobeying or uh, an order of the court. That's fine, but my question now is whether an officer, an RCMP officer, could arrest someone for contravening Section 127 of the code? In all likelihood, yes. All right, so my question <laughs> to you, or I put to you... Oh, my God. Uh, oh, man. Man, her job is not worth it. If, you, if you're not, if you don't have the capability and the understanding, why are you putting yourself through this? If you don't know, that's her not knowing the answer. And her not even answering it properly. Oh, all likelihood? Maybe? Why are you touching your face? Hmm? You're not supposed to touch your face. Well, I guess you can when you have a mask on. But you'll agree that there's nothing that legally prevented you from sending RCMP officers to enforce the things that they're all always allowed to do, which is the criminal code. Yes, and we, wouldn't, we weren't objecting to assisting in that regard. So I, I'm okay. not, that's why I'm not understanding your questions. All right, those are all my questions. That's why she's not understanding those questions. What are you talking about? You understood just about every single question. All you did was say yes. You recall that? Yes. Yes? Yes. For instance? Yes. Yes. Always have? Yes. Person themselves? Yes. To do? Yes. Always have? Yes. Yes. That? Yes. The court order? Yes. Which is the criminal code? Yes. You're not understanding the questions? She doesn't understand the questions, guys. That's why I'm not understanding your questions. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm not really understanding your questions. They, she couldn't have made it more basic for her. Getting sick and tired of these inquiries.
and just this babble and this avoidance and the unwillingness to answer a question. And that mask thing, that just does not add up for me at all. And this leads me to my next point. I, I come across this article, I don't four hours ago, I guess. <laughs> Justin Trudeau to face Emergency Act inquiry, big question. Why did you do it? I told you that. I told you nearly a year ago why he did it. Tools. There's another clip I wanted to show you. Do you know the Emergency Act that uh, Trudeau invoked? Uh, I heard about it. Are you able to elaborate a little bit on no, it? No, I don't want to. I don't want to explain it again. Okay. He, okay, he invoked an emergency act. <laughs> a state of emergency, right? Yes. Against well, the it's, pro- well, it's more than that. It's never been invoked in history. Yeah, this this thing that he invoked has never been invoked. Over peaceful truckers, he decides to invoke it. Were any of them ever violent? Like, were there like a small... 100% select- peaceful. I don't care if one or two were. Yeah, but I'm just But wondering. they weren't. But they weren't. And he invokes this because he wants to give police more power. And it allows him to seize people's bank accounts. But he goes up and he... he, This is the reason he gives. Do you want to hear the reason? Oh, yeah. Which makes no sense to me. Okay. This is why he invoked it. Okay. He's going to tell you. Tools. Listen. It was necessary to be done to give local law enforcement across the country the tools to handle these illegal blockades thing uh, that required extra tools that we have put in law enforcement's hands. Now, of course, law enforcement, the local law enforcement jurisdiction can use these tools or not as they are available. Zach, and now across the country, police of jurisdiction have the tools necessary to keep people safe. Country and now when we move forward to give people the tools they need uh, and it uh, gives the tools in a proportionate and responsible way uh, to the officers of jurisdiction to be able to end these illegal blockades (laughs) i got one question i I have many no no, just wait yeah go ahead what tools what tools is he talking about Tell me, please. I want to know. I used to be a cop. I was a cop for a lot of years. What tools? That's actually the question I was going to ask. Don't the police have the tools necessary to handle this? Isn't that what the police is for? Yeah, it's in the criminal code. They got, they they got powers of arrest. It's, <laughs> it's called mischief. It's in the criminal code. Isn't it like disturbing the peace? It's mischief. Things? Yeah, it's a part of mischief. Yeah, yeah. You don't. What more tool do you need? Even if it was violent, do you still have the tools that you need? Oh, absolutely. Think of all the protests that have been around, and it's the Emergencies Act has never been invoked. To give police the tools, even though they didn't need any tools. Brenda Lucky even admitted that all they needed was the charge of mischief, which they had. She admitted that. This emergency act thing was is such a sham and so easy to prove. I've already proven. I've already proved it. Do you know how many protests the RCMP have been involved in? Or how about um, or how about riots, guys? You don't need to call an emergency act for riots or protests. It's not necessary. You have one tool and one tool only that you need, and that's the mischief charge. Of course, you have tools on your body. 
This emergency act gave police no more power. It wouldn't have mattered. Okay, maybe it gave them a little bit of powder, power, but do you know even know what that is? What power did the Emergency Act give to police that allowed them to close down this protest that they hadn't already had? You can't think of it. You don't know. No, there, was, there was no other tool, no other power, no more additional powers that helped the police tear down that protest. They could have, te- they could have torn down that protest anytime they wanted to. You bring the team in, the riot team, and you get rid of everybody. Just like we've always done. That's how you do it. And that's eventually how they did it. It's such a crock. It's such a sham. Trudeau wanted to make history. That's what he wanted to do. He said it before. This will go down in history. He's proud of himself. That's why he did it. Because it's fun. It was fun for him. That's why he did it. You're going to disobey me? I'm going to run away to my cottage. And then I'm going to come back for some reason. And... uh affect the emergency act okay let's let's stop being so serious here can we just watch a short clip of this woke up to this rcmp won't disclose a number of officers on the job in surrey in midst of police and debate <laughs> there's a short clip here i just want to let's just talk about it for a couple of seconds there's norm lipinski you know you know this guy right here norm i liked him i liked him because i probably didn't work for him but I remember I was in Chilliwack. I was on a course or something. We're all sitting in a room and he comes in. Everybody, holy cow, Norm's here. And he's talking to us. I don't know what he's talking to us about. I can't remember. But he goes, uh, we just finished our qualifications. We have to qualify on our, our handguns every three years, I think. If that's what, it, Or every year. And... I like to get 250 out of 250 because I'm a sharpshooter. And he comes in. He goes, anybody get 250? And one guy out of, I don't know, 100, puts his arm up in the air. And, and Norm give, gives him a uh, a fancy uh, um, handcuff key. And I yell out, what about 248? Because I got 248. I missed it by one. And he gave me one. That's my big Norm Lipinski story. Still got that handcuff key. Oop. When I retired, I was supposed to hand in all my gear, and I, I told my inspector, I said, I can't give you this. And he's like, okay, I'll take it. It's my little gift to you, Clint. You can keep the handcuff key. Even took the batteries out of my tape recorder. Okay. Let's watch this. So what do they, do you guys know what's going on in Surrey? So this mayor comes along, he gets elected because he says, oh, I'm going to get rid of the RCMP and everybody votes for him. And now his term is up and this lady comes around and she goes, I'm going to bring back the RCMP and everybody votes for her. So that's what she's trying to do now. And apparently in this article, well, let's just watch it. See what this uh, little sunshine has to say here. The tight vote. Council voted five to four in favor of keeping the RCMP in Surrey. But this is only the first step in putting a stop to the transition that began four years ago. City staff will now have to draw up a plan on how it will reverse the transition. That will go to Public Safety Minister and Solicitor General Mike Farnworth, who will have... 
have the final say on whether the city can go ahead with the decision. So isn't that amazing? This Brenda Locke or whatever her name is, the mayor of Surrey, is uh, they got they got the votes in that says, yeah, we're going to keep the RCMP. And who's going to review this? Who's going to have the final decision? Safety boy, Mike Farnworth. The people that we that are in charge aren't you? <laughs> like that's kind of a big decision for safety boy, isn't it? He's just a dude, a goofy dude who twitches when he talks. And he's going to have the final say. The, the plan will include the power that people have, right? The plan will include how to maintain current staffing levels of more than 700 police officers, prepare for future increases in staff, and come up with ways to repurpose or dispose of equipment already purchased. In the meantime, council is asking the Surrey Police Service to put the brakes on all hiring and spending, but that's something the SPS says it won't do. The mayor doesn't have the uh, authority to direct the police uh, department to do any particular thing. There are Okay, Norm. <laughs> Look at these people. Look at these Surrey cops. Look at her. They're, they are goddamn models. Are currently 154 S. And look at that. Look at that. PS officers deployed. With I love how you put your belt on. Another 100. You know, let's rewind that for a second. Look at. Okay. Okay. I appreciate she doesn't have side hair. Thank you for not having side hair. I mean, it is ripped right back, but. I don't know, it kind of works for her, right? Imagine if she had a couple of bangs, though. I just wanted to point that out. Makes me want to become a Surrey police officer. I'll be a partner. Four SPS officers deployed, Clicky. with another 161 officers look waiting at, for look deployment. At look at that man. Under the Human Resources Plan, 35 members are deployed every two months. Look at that, look at that guy. Including this month. Now Look at a couple of models. Now that we're after the election. You know, the RCMP never looked like that. I mean, she's even got hair extensions. The province, the federal government has not changed or given any direction to change that human resource plan. The Surrey Police Service says terminating the transition would cost up to $188.5 million. That's it? Another $188 million? It's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> but Mayor Brenda Locke says the city has yet to see those numbers and staff will be doing their own complete financial analysis that will be included in their report to the province. Meanwhile, the SPS says they will be doing their own. Look at this car, guys. Okay, look at this car. Own report for Solicitor General Mike Farnworth on why the new force should continue. Could you imagine you just become a police officer and they're like, here's your car, beep, beep, beep. Like, who the hell? Why would you have a police car like that? No cop wants to be seen in that thing. You want a Ford LTD. That's what you want. You want a Crown Vic. You don't want to drive in that. Remember, I became watch commander when they gave me this goofy SUV. I'm like, and I wouldn't drive it. I would drive a cop car. Why? Because I'm a cop. That's what I signed up for. I like driving a cop car. Not a goofy little... I don't, even, I don't even know what the hell that is, but whatever. Gross. Embarrassing. And I actually got in trouble. I actually got in trouble. The uh, inspector of the d detachment ordered me to start driving the SUV. That's the watch commander vehicle. 
Clint, that's what you're going to be driving. I listened for a week. True story. The decision now rests in the hands of Farnworth, who will be receiving not one, but two reports on the topic. Jazzambala, Global News. Hello. Uh, isn't that something, Farnworth? He's going to make the final decision. <laughs> I just wanted to read this really quickly for you guys. Look at this. Ukraine, Russia. Putin launches massive nuclear-powered icebreaker in race to control the Arctic. The vessel is 568 feet in the Arctic. Nuclear-powered icebreakers. They break up the ice, guys, in the Arctic. Moscow's dominance over melting the Arctic. The ice caps are shrinking, and it opens up new sea lanes. Vast oil and gas resources lie in the Arctic. <laughs> We're worried about climate change? Really? We're worried about climate change? When they're heating up the Arctic, breaking through the ice. I just wanted to point that out, Dom, I know. And I just wanted to make a point of this. You know what Trudeau is always doing, guys? Trudeau is always monitoring. Google Trudeau and monitoring. And a bunch of articles come up. Well, we're monitoring this. We're monitoring Poland. Monitoring um, Iran. We're monitoring the Ukraine. What is Canada going to do? And if you monitor it, you don't like what you see, then what, Canada? You don't even have nuclear weapons. Like, well, what are we going to do? He makes as though that we're some kind of heavy lifting power. We're, we're as weak. We're weaker than a lot of places, okay? When you think about it, we're pretty damn weak. He makes as though that we're, a bi we're bigwigs. We're lucky that we're beside America. We're lucky that we're right up, pushed right up beside America. Thank God for that. Well, you guys got to read this for a second. Look at this one. After spending billions, billions, federal government, the federal government doesn't know if it's reducing chronic homelessness. They don't know. Yeah, they do. They know. They know it's increasing, but they can't dare they don't dare say increasing. They can't say that. Homelessness is increasing. And they're asked, is did all these billions of dollars reduce it? And they're like, No, I, we don't know. <laughs> no, that answer means it's increasing. It's definitely not it didn't reduce anything. Billions upon billions upon billions of dollars and It'll never go away. Only one way homelessness goes away. If you apprehend these people under the Mental Health Act and you make them, you make them, you force them to get better. Their target was to reduce homelessness by 50%, but there's no data on that. There's no way of measuring, apparently. Hogan said the government really doesn't know if all the housing-related money spent so far, about $4.5 billion, has been helpful. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. And listen to this crock. Hogan said, we do not know whether chronic homelessness and homelessness had increased or decreased since 2019. You do know. You know it has increased. It always will increase. Your guys' ideas don't work. They make it worse. I've said this for, I don't know, two years now? 
You're feeding them. You feed the homeless. I don't want to get back into it. Of course they're going to stay homeless. Why wouldn't you? You're giving them free drugs and free pla- and, and, and a place to inject it safely. They got the power now. You, you, you've taken the powers away from police. You've given it to them. We're no longer allowed to arrest them. And we're no longer allowed to apprehend them. Your ideas don't work. They're a failure. And they're just going to keep on failing, right? And I like Pierre Polyev. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to vote for him. But he said this the other day. Those people living in these all too common tent cities. Whether it's Vancouver, Toronto or Montreal or whether it's smaller centers like Peterborough where these this phenomenon is growing out of control. We see people that could be your brother, your sister, God forbid, your son or your daughter, who've lost their homes, are living on the streets, and are playing Russian roulette with their life every single time they ingest these poisons, they risk stopping their hearts. And I'm like, dude, you don't honestly believe that. You don't honestly believe that this home, these homeless people are on the street because they lost their homes. They don't have homes. They never did have homes. And even if they did, they don't want homes. And if you give them a home, they're going to wreck that home. That's what they do. They can't live in homes. The only home they could live in is in an institution until they get better. I hope I hope I hope Poliev doesn't go down this route. I mean, I don't know why he said that. The number of shelter users have actually increased since the housing strategy. What does this person say? Absolutely. These, these programs are having an impact. <laughs> we need to do better. We know there's more work to be done. There's that word, right? More work to be done. Oh, you know who you blame? The poor or non-existent data collection. That's who you blame. They know the answer. The answer is it's increased, but why am I even talking about it? It just it's just a headline that came up. Let's take a couple of calls, guys. Hey Clinton, hope you're doing well. Um I've been just recently watching your videos all day, all night. Um I really, really enjoy it. I love that you cover a variety of topics. Jesus. You know what, dude? Thanks for your call. Guys, call 604-330-2512. Thank you for watching me all day and all night. Um, I'm currently in the process with the RCMP as well. You're currently in the process of the RCMP right on. The RCMP as well as some uh, municipal police forces and city police forces. You're applying to everybody. You sound like a whore. We're trying to get into policing, but well, a question I had for you Getting is... Getting around. After watching your videos, as well as doing some research and okay. having a personal interest in politics, lately I've been getting kind of discouraged to be a police officer oh, to well. some degree just because of all of the politics that's going on. No. Especially on the liberal side in relation to police officers not being able to do their jobs properly and hence putting their own lives hence. in more of a danger than... It's a big word. Uh, it would normally be right so i was just wondering how would i navigate that how how do you think new police officers should navigate the politics because i feel like it's 
easy to ignore those things, but at the same time, you have to have those things in mind and kind of understand it and try to navigate it. It's a better way of living rather than uh, ignoring it and letting it attack you in a negative way somehow, right? So mm-hmm. that was kind of my question, and uh, I'm really, really enjoying all of your content. And oh. hope you're doing well. Hope your family is doing well. And They're all right. Um, stay safe. And yeah, thank you so much for the content. I love that you're extremely real with everything. and Try to be. Um, you're articulate. Okay. I love that you're very relatable. Okay, and, I love uh, you too. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your call. Oh, Jesus, that was aggressive. <laughs> that was an aggressive hang-up. You got mad at the end there. Hey, politics, you're getting discouraged. You're getting discouraged probably because you're listening to me. But I'm going to tell you something. When I was a police officer, I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't even know who the commissioner was when I was a police officer. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I remember being a mission. I go to mission. Oh, should I tell this story? Okay. It's like my first week there, there's a girl in RFT. Is it called RFT? It's funny how you forget the acronyms. I think it's called RFT. When you leave depot, when you leave training, you go into this thing, you're on probation for six months, okay? You have to pass an RFT, and then you're given your own car, you're away from your trainer for or six months, whatever, and you're free to go on your own. There was a girl on my watch. She was a cute girl. She had huge side hair. But she was cute. She used to be a BC Lions cheerleader. And I just met her. It's my first week. She's about to pass her RFT. And how do you pass your RFT? You have to sit down with everybody like me, the, the sergeant, the staff sergeant, and the inspector and a trainer. And we got a bunch of questions that we got to ask this girl. I, her name was actually, I nicknamed her Powell Driver. Probably shouldn't have nicknamed her that. Anyways. So I had to ask Powell Driver a question. I, I, it was a somebody gave me a sheet and said, "Ask this question." And I'm like, uh, "Who's the commissioner of the RCMP?" <laughs> I didn't even know. It was some guy. And I'm like, "Well, I hope she gets it right. Because if she gets it wrong, I, I, if she goes, I don't know. I'm gonna have to go. Now I have to come up with the answer. You know what I mean? So stupid." What's my point? She ended up failing RFT. She walked out very upset. And I was upset. I I almost started, you know, crying a little. And I'm like, here we go. This is my introduction to a weird detachment. Here we go again. Way to go, mission. You fail her for absolutely no good reason. The extension she got on RFT, mate, it it didn't better her. We just wanted her on the road. We needed a uh, we needed another body. Okay, that's what we needed, and they fail her. Because he can, you know. I, th- I think we need to extend it. We need to extend your RFT. Shut up. Get out there and take a call. That's how you learn. You take the calls. What's my point? I'm not answering your question. I knew nothing about politics. I was in my own little world. You're going to be in your own little world or your own little detachment. And your only problem that you're going to have is other members and other bosses. Yeah. I think. I think. Maybe it's a little different now with all the cameras. You know, I just avoided that part. People, you know, that hit 2020 after George Floyd. 
Yeah, yeah, we did go to bar fights and uh, stuff like that, and everybody had their phone out, but not like it is today. And yeah, it it is a little little tougher to be able to do what you want now because you're on video camera and it's just awkward and you don't want to say the wrong thing and you don't want to do the wrong thing. And if you do, holy cow, you're up on a manslaughter charge all of a sudden. How about those members that are up on the manslaughter charge? I can't wait to hear the details come out on this. They fired like 13 shots. The girl had a carbine, shot the guy 10 times, shot at him 10 times, the other cop, the guy, he shot his pistol three times because he put it in drive. Apparently, he tried to hit them with his vehicle. And they got, they're, they're in court. Mike had convicted of manslaughter. Like they, people treat police now like ordinary citizens. If the, I don't even know if that made sense. But not only that, a jury is going to decide. People that don't even know anything about being a police officer. A jury is going to decide their fate. A jury can only decide their fate if they go to police training. And they understand powers of arrest and use of force. Now this lawyer is forced to teach this jury everything they need to know about use of force, which is impossible. And it's not just manslaughter. It's like egg assault with a firearm. That's another charge. There's like three charges they're on. And I hope to God, if they don't convict them on the manslaughter charge, they don't convict them on any other charge. I hope they don't say, okay, wait, we're not gonna we're not gonna convict them on manslaughter, but egg assault with a firearm. Which is something like mandatory prison. Even though there's a way around that. Because I seen it happen to a member. He got convicted of it and didn't serve any jail time for egg assault with a firearm. Jaws, uh, hopefully you can hear me now. Yeah. Not really. Uh, I was thinking that uh, that voicemail wasn't gonna go through well. This one but ain't either. Hopefully this one, uh, this one does. It's just the car I was in. I was Same calling car. through Bluetooth, and uh, the mic just doesn't pick up well, and it picks up every single noise in the car. So. Like that. But, uh, my question in that voicemail was, I think it was about undercover work. Um. Is there, like, did you ever, here's a question. Did you ever want possibility in undercover work? Do you have to be very cautious of what you put online? Sure. You put your face online, your name, like, personal information, like, on Facebook or... Uh... Yes, if you want to go undercover, you don't want to have a bunch, of, you don't want to have your face all over the internet. That's why, I think, I think a lot of them. They'll grow beards and long hair and try to look gruffy. I say Instagram or other social media platforms. Uh, yeah, and uh, do you have any experience with working with undercover jobs or uh, have you ever been in that? Yeah, I did and it was really boring. I hid in a bush for a day and it sucked. Hid in a bush and I took notes watching a guy. It was cold and it was wet. It felt like I was backlogging. It's undercover work. It sounds all fun and stuff, but a lot of it's pretty boring. Uh, yeah, that was my question. Okay, thanks. And I also said that uh, at that time of the, that voicemail, I was in Regina. I was passing through, and uh, yeah, 
just uh, went to the depot. I can't go very far. I just went in the parking lot and uh, and I was I saw one side of the building from the parking lot at the depot. You can see all the rooms and the mattresses stacked up. And uh, hmm. what did did you heard anything? Is depot short people? Because I know our CFP is short people. Yeah. Are people not going to depot? Thanks, Big Daddy. Thanks for your call, 604-330-2512. And yes, there's no privacy at Depot. There is a little bit now because I think what you're seeing is empty. B-Block, It's it might be empty right now because of COVID. I mean, they jammed 32, pe- 32 guys. Oh, here we go. Good puppy. They jam you in there. And isn't it weird? Yeah, you, you, you can see that from the parking lot of Depot. We don't care. We don't care. There's, there's we, everybody's got a window. Well, we did when I was going through in B Block. And I guess people can see us. Yeah, there's not very much privacy. And a lot of these people, a lot of these cadets now, they got their own little tiny room. And maybe that's why you're saying, I think maybe it might just appear empty. I don't think it's empty. <clears throat> I don't even know if I answered your question. But thanks for calling. Call back. Hey, Clint. Hope all everything's all well. Um, anyways, in the process, um, come on quite quickly and uh, right doing on. all right so far. Talking to a few uh, people that I know and I actually ran to an individual who just graduated depot about three weeks ago while I was sitting at a doctor's office today. And he was telling me that uh, I was asking about the troops. And his troop, there was 12. And the troop after him was 15. The troop before him was 17. And uh, then he said he just heard that there was actually a troop of four. Four. So, I don't know. I don't know maybe they're transgender. It doesn't make any sense. Four. So, I don't know what, um, what the numbers are for whatever reason. Is it, you know, not finding good enough recruits or applicants or... Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, so that's one side. The other side was just wanted to get them. Feed- hey guys, anybody out there? Is there really a troop of four there right now? I I, I say no. <laughs> that would be so goofy. Could you imagine a troop of four <laughs> doing your pass on or pass out or whatever you call it at the end, where you got to march for everybody? Four people. <laughs> click 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 click. <laughs> think about that for a second marching with a troop of four oh that'd be impressive (laughs) one two three four (laughs) what maneuvers would you do for a troop of four (laughs) I'm sorry I just find that funny (laughs) actually it'd be convenient just pepper spray them. 
all at once. Shh, get that over with quickly. It might be effective. Maybe they should, they should just start making troops of four now. Anyway, dude, thanks for your call. That cracked me up. Jaws, don't use the message. Hey. Damn it. Anyways, guys, let's call it. I got to go upstairs and uh, see what's going on up there. You know what? Every day, my woman loses her cell phone under a pillow on the couch, and I have to call it. And I caught on to her. Clint, call my phone. Clint, call my phone. I'm taking a minute. Ask me again in 60 seconds. I'm using some bank time. Clint, call my... Hold on a minute. Not funny. See? See? I'm a failed stand-up. Can't do it. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. What you doing? Nothing. You got swimming. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Oh, I thought you liked it. No. no? <sighs> you want to be on the video camera? Come on. I don't know. For my viewers, come over and say hi. Hey, are you right now? Yes. <laughs> you got to stand right here, though, right beside me. Say hi. Hi. See ya. Do I really need to feed you?